Hey guys, Courtney here with the Wayward Lasses, just reminding you to hit that like and subscribe button. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or go to our website, www.waywardlasses.com. Did you type it in? All right, hurry up. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Here's the episode. I don't want him to be putting something that I disinfected with, you know, bleach or Clorox wipes that have all these ingredients in them. And he's putting them right in his mouth and he's consuming that and it's going into his bloodstream. I don't, I don't like the idea of doing that. So he really did inspire me when he wasn't even born yet to, to be uh, better about that stuff. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things Podcast. Real content. For real women. Affirming. Every age and stage of life. Are you ready to get real with the Wayward Lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things Podcast. I'm your host today, Brittany, joined by our mother, Amy. Hello, daughter. <laughs> Did you first this time? My sister Courtney. Hello, sister. (laughs) Hello. And our very special guest for this evening, Diana Hamilton. Hi. Hello. We're so glad to have you on the episode tonight. But before we hop into Diana's story and her business, um, Courtney has some trivia for us. So, sister, take it away. All right. I'm happy you didn't call me Sister Courtney again. I, some, I felt like a nun last time. She was like, Sister Courtney. And I was like, oh, Sister never call me that again. Please, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So our topic for trivia tonight for our listeners, it is Twilight. We're sticking with um, sticking with the first movie. See if I'll throw some other ones in there. But um, all right, ladies, so let's see how you do. Mom, Britt, did you guys see? Brittany, I know you saw this movie. Mom, did you and see? Read, and read all the books. And you did. I remember that. Mom, did but you? But it's been a very long time. No, Mom has not, probably. Has I, not. I watched so, the movie, like, a long time ago. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we'll let's, let's, a let's try. A long time ago. Yes. All right, so question number one. Let's see how much you pay attention. In which class did Edward and Bella first meet? Do you want me to? Diana, do you have it? Yes, I I know the answer. It's biology. Oh yes, I was going to say chemistry. No, (laughs) I should have just said science to cover it. I was just going to say I love that she didn't even just say science class. She said biology. (laughs) She knows that's right because they dissect something, and he's like, "Oh God, yeah, the blood." (laughs) <laughs> she smells her. I think that that's her. anyway. Doesn't oh, matter. she cuts herself. She cuts her finger, right? I think it's in the second or third movie. That's it. Where... Yeah, and that's Jasper. Yeah, he just likes her. The scent of her. Like there's like something about her that. Right, whatever. We're gonna keep going. Which okay. <laughs> number two? So which disease nearly killed Edward in 1918? That one. <laughs> Go for it. Um, that is the Spanish influenza. That's very right. Good. Yes. It's very good. Alrighty. All right. <laughs> Number three. Where does Jacob live? In I give it. So, okay. The, the choices are Forks, La Push, Port Angeles, or Seattle. Lives in La Push, right? Or no, yes. oh, that's the beach. No, it is. It is La Push. It's it's the it tribe is? outside of La Push, yeah. Okay. Yes. 
It was good. Very good. All right. Let's see. Okay. Um, do you remember James? Which what is James's James's? James's what is James's special ability? Um, I could he is a okay. telepath, he is a tracker, he is a shield, he is exceptionally fast. Yes, he's a tracker. Oh, that is accurate. How, how you doing there, Ma? I would I would concur. I concur. I concur. I, concur I say yes. I say that's accurate. <laughs> All right. This I actually didn't know. I don't know if this was a detail in the books that I missed, but let's see if you guys get it. So which, what emotion, not an emotion, what do vampires feel when their eyes turn black? Your choices are happy, strong, angry, thirsty. Thirsty. Yes. Accurate. And now I'm thinking about all the times that I saw Jasper, like, or when... When uh, I think Edward first like it's that whiff of Bella when his eyes turn different color. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. All right, couple more. Which city did Bella live in before moving to Forks? Phoenix. Yep. Okay, sister. You got mm. it. Okay. <laughs> Still doing good over there, mom. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> All right, mom. Mom, maybe you know this one. Maybe. Okay. Why are the Cullens, the Cullen family, why are they considered vegetarian vampires? Mm, I know this. Any guesses, Ma? They don't feed off of humans. Yes. What do they feed off of? Animals. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) You did it, Ma. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's do... Okay, this one might be for... The true fan only, but let's see. Which book tells the story of Twilight from Edward's perspective? That's Midnight Sun. Yes, ma'am. That is accurate. Midnight Sun. Did you get to read that one? I read it when it leaked in like 2009, um, but I never actually ended up reading the um, one that she published because I was an adult and then I like I just don't read as much anymore so yeah Yeah, I don't have the time I never got to read it but like I read like all about it but I didn't actually read it so same I remember it was like oh Edward's perspective Mm -hmm. but then I think by the time it it. came out I was just like I'm over it (laughs) all right last question which year was the first Twilight movie released 2008 Dang, girl. Good for you. It was, I was in like fifth grade, I think. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. I was going to guess something around there because I saw it in high school with dad and Ricky. Mm-hmm. Because it was funny. They thought we, we, we like vampire things, right? And they thought it was going to be some like crazy, like Blade. They thought it was going to be like Blade and it was not like Blade at all. So they were just there like, oh my God. And I was like, oh, I'm falling in love. <laughs> I remember dad complaining. I remember him being like, what? Who has sparkly vampires? Like, he was so mad about Edward being, like, glittery and sparkly. Like, stop eating that. It's a love story with vampires in it. love story. I can't say this enough. Just like how you feel about that character off Blacklist, I cannot stand Kristen Stewart (laughs) in that role. I'm sorry. Okay. It it was rough. It It was was rough. Yeah. They could have casted that better, but, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I remember reading the books uh, and when he left her, there was, I can't remember what book it was, but like, as you flip the pages, it was like January and then February, I yeah. turned each page and I was like, oh, it's so long. Turn the page. <laughs> yeah. He's very involved in those books. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good job on the trivia, Cor and Diane. You got so many Very of nice. He's a true um twilight true fan. fan true true fan true fan yeah. all right guys let's go ahead and hop into today's episode like once again we are um interviewing diana hamilton and she is the owner of the hamilton household which is a natural gifting company uh before we hop into you know the business and everything and ask you all those ins and outs all the things of that um could you give um our listeners just a little intro to who you are yeah definitely so i'm diana hamilton um I am 24 years old, living in Greenville, South Carolina, um, and I have an eight-month-old baby boy who's the light of my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so my husband and I, we live in a house that we just absolutely love, and um, I like to go gardening and go to the farmer's markets, and um, let's see, what else do we like to do? We like to go hiking. Um, we're state park pass holders. So we like to go there oh, nice. on weekends. We're trying to get all the stamps to like get the whole park explorer thing. Um, cool. You get like free t-shirts or something. <laughs> but we do, we do like hiking the trails with our dog, um, Raven. And we have two cats too, but they don't come on the trails with us. <laughs> <laughs> I wish cats could be, some people train their cats as outdoor cats. Um, Mine's sitting right here next to me, sleeping in her little bed. I don't want to let her go outside because then she, I feel like she wouldn't come home because they're so curious and things like that. But I've seen videos of people who will go hiking and like ride a motorcycle with their cat on their, their body, like in a little holder. Yeah. They make backpacks that have like little bubbles in them, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know how much our cats would really like that. But also I don't want to pay for heartworm pills for the Mm -hmm. cat once they start going outside so mm-hmm. i'm like you know what let's just keep them inside they'll yeah. be we we might build a catio outside of our oh house uh, so they can just go through a little door and then go out there and hang mm-hmm. out i love that that's yeah. awesome if you do it i need pictures so i can nudge my husband to try to do that 100% yeah he'll be like absolutely not <laughs> okay <laughs> So if you could, can you kind of tell us what the Hamilton household is about? How did you get started in this business? What was your your reasoning for getting into this? Because I know it's a natural gifting company and you're doing these simmer pots. Can you kind of tell us how you kind of got into that? Yeah, definitely. So when I was pregnant with my son, um, I actually started it as a blog. Um, I bought the domain. I started writing little uh, posts and stuff, but I never published it. Um, And then when I gave birth, obviously I'd had no time um, to do that. But the blog was basically supposed to be about um, natural living and kind of um, living with more intentionality about, you know, living low toxic uh, products and you know, there's candles and all the artificial fragrances and, and dyes. And, you know, when you're pregnant and you have a lot of time, you just kind of go down rabbit holes. And there's a lot of stuff that is toxic and it just terrible for our bodies. And, you know, obviously I'm not 
perfect. I just started this life and, you know, I got rid of fragrances first of all. Um, and then I'm working towards, you know, cleaners, my laundry detergent, dishwasher tablets, you know, all that stuff with the highest amount of chemicals that I've been using. I'm trying to slowly get them out of my life. Um, while also living kind of lower waste as well. Um, I, I compost, we have a compost bin in our backyard. Um, we're planning on getting chickens soon so we can feed them our, Chris, our uh, kitchen scraps. Um, so that'll be really fun. But with the simmer pots, I started um, making them as uh, alternatives to candles. So instead of filling the house with artificial fragrances, I I researched how to do them and um, it's super simple. Like you really just cut fruit and put whole spices in a pot and you simmer it on the stove. And a lot of people do that without realizing it. Um, I talked to a lot of people who are like, oh, I didn't know that it had a name. It's a simmer pot. You know, I boil some apples or some oranges on the stove with some cinnamon um, and then make it smell really good. But a lot of people don't really have access to that stuff, like whole whole spices. I don't know very many people that just have whole cinnamon sticks or whole cloves, you know, around yeah. their house. Um, so I have a dehydrator and I made um, dehydrated orange slices, dehydrated yeah. apple slices, and um, pumpkin as well. And I dehydrated those, put them in some little kits, and I was making them for stocking stuffers. But... I posted in my local Facebook group about them and I was like, would anybody really be interested in, in these? And I got so many responses that I had to pick it up and, and create like an Etsy. Um, I had, I had to, because I just, I took way too many orders. I took more orders than I had ever. I had stock. I, you know, I was like, I was like, okay, for the next like week, I have to dehydrate things like constantly my dehydrator was running 24 7 for the first like couple weeks and that was fantastic and I hadn't planned on doing that I, I really didn't think that the simmer pot kits were gonna take off like that but they really did and I'm so glad that they did um but I'm so excited to also expand my products um like I'm launching on Monday a um a natural cleaner so like a pine infused um cleaner and it only has four ingredients in it and it's natural and you know wonderful i've been testing it and using it and it makes the house smell really good too with the pine um and i launched my blog and so i'm writing about that too so it's just been fantastic and i'm so glad that i'm doing it because i'm sharing what i love with everybody and you know, I'm just so passionate about this. So I'm really excited to do it. I love that. I love that. I'm looking at your shop right now and I should have already ordered some so I can have some in the background, but I'm definitely going to grab some of these. Yeah. I love like the packaging you did with it and all of that. Uh, you guys really need to check out her Etsy shop, mm. the Hamilton household. I love all of this. So I have a question. How long does like when you you dehydrate them and you send them, you send these little kits, how long could they keep? Um, how like, how long would they stay? Not fresh, but could you keep them? Like if I ordered a whole bunch, how long would you be able to keep them in the pantry before you had to boil them? Yeah. So as long as you keep them, um, out of mo like a high moisture area, mm -hmm. um, 
it, they last for a really long time. Like it, it, because I seal the the bags pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say probably three or four months at oh. the very least. Wow. Um, but I know, like I'm from Florida, so I I'm used to humidity in the air, so things like that mm-hmm. don't keep as well down there. But um, once you start using them, they last for about three to four days. Sometimes I stretch it a little bit longer than mm-hmm. that. Um, just because I'm lazy and I don't want to compost it. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, it still smells good. So, um, but once you start boiling it, they, the kits last for a couple of days, you can continue to boil them over and over again. Um, even I, I like putting them in the crock pot so I don't have to baby the stove all That's day. That's a good idea. Yeah. So they just keep going all day. I put it on high, make sure that there's water in it and it's, it makes the house smell good all day without me having to really worry about the gas stove. And I'm like, I don't really want to keep that on all day. So yeah. yeah. During Christmas time, I actually, um, usually I'll take cranberries and cinnamon, orange slices and cloves and I'll boil them, but I will always forget they're on the stove before I know it. There's no water left. And I'm like, there's something burning. Oh. What is that smell? I've done that so many times because I'll, you know, while I'm cooking or we're decorating the Christmas tree or whatever, I'll have it just like, you know, simmering. Um, and then I'll forget to do it again. And like right now I have cranberries sitting in my fridge that are like ready to be thrown out and I just never use them. So I love like the idea of, of like them being dehydrated and being able to like store them because then I don't have to worry about buying all these like fresh ingredients and having to worry about making sure I use them in time. Like I could just grab them from the pantry whenever I want to things to smell nice. That's a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So a couple questions I have. First, I don't know which one to go with. I'm trying to maybe go with the flow with what you guys are, are talking about. Completely new to the, the the simmer pot. So you have to you have to dry them. Like I can't take like old cran- uh, you know cranberries or blueberries that are like molded in my fridge and just throw them in a pot and then boil them. Like so what like I'm completely new to it. And so well, you know, what, what does that entail when you, you, do you have to dry the fruit in order to get the aroma that you're looking for? And then how did you even like, I know you're talking about, you know, clean living and looking for clean products. So two part question, what, what was it that influenced you? Was there somebody who influenced you? Was there something that happened in your life that you decided to take on this, this path? Um, so yeah, those two questions. I was just, I, as you were talking, I'm like, well, how did, how do you do that? I have no idea. How you do that. Yeah, I mean, definitely to answer your first question. Um, no, you do not have to dehydrate them. Okay. Honestly, my favorite to do is to do it fresh. If you have fresh oranges or fresh apples, um, maybe not moldy ones. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I guess if you wash them off, like, I don't know. Um, and, but there's some things that make um, the smell better. So like apples, oranges, um, coffee grounds are really good. Oh. So like recently my dad, I guess, used rancid oil on accident and it made the house smell really bad. And I told him over the phone, I was like, take a pot of water, put some coffee grounds in it and boil it. And it'll just take that smell right out. Hmm. Um And then I recommend putting like whole spices in. So if you have whole cinnamon sticks or like cloves, nutmeg, um, those things are really good for fragrance. But things like 
blueberries, um, I don't know, strawberries, any kind of berry. They don't really smell at all if you try to peel them. But yes, you can absolutely have fresh fruit. Um, That is my favorite way to do it. Um, And then to answer your second question, yes, being pregnant definitely made me more aware of what I was putting into my body, what I was using topically, what I was using around the house. Um, I really got inspired by trying to be the best version of myself for my son. And um, I just, I never, I like, I don't want to expose him to all these chemicals if I can mm-hmm. help it. Obviously, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to be perfect about it. There's still things like, you know, ice cream, like, you know, I don't want to give up ice cream. So, <laughs> you know, that that's okay. Like, well, we'll we can do that. But like, things like, you know, the cleaner that you mm-hmm. use with or um, even just all purpose cleaner that you really, you can use such simple ingredients and they do the job just as well, if not better sometimes. And you're not getting that residue because, you know, my son puts everything in his mouth, yeah. like disgusting, but I'm like, I don't, I don't want him to be putting something that I disinfected with, you know, bleach or Clorox wipes that have all these ingredients in them. And he's putting them right in his mouth mm. and he's consuming that and it's going into his bloodstream. I don't, I don't like the idea of doing that. So he really did inspire me when he wasn't even born yet to, to be uh, better about that stuff. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. That's so true. Cause I um, have like a little cleaning business on the side and I use Lysol uh, for a lot of the stuff that I do. And um, when I go into clean showers, I mean, I'm spraying all the, the walls and everything. And there have been times where I'm like, Holy cow. Like I get lightheaded from all the chemicals that I'm using. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about this new thing that you're launching on Monday, because um, I would love to be able to switch all my cleaning products to something that are that's more natural and safe for you. Because especially when you're cleaning and doing things like that, I've already seen things that animals can get sick from Lysol. And yeah. so I stopped using it. Um, you know, for now, I'm trying to find other things to use. But you're right, there are so many chemicals in the products that we use to clean. And I think uh, as a society, we want to use those because you know, we're taught and told that, you know, this chemical is going to make it clean. It's going to disinfect it. You need these types of chemicals to get rid of all of that. But you're right. There is such a more natural way to, to do those things. And I love that you're exploring that and kind of, you know, sharing that knowledge with people and bringing these products out to, to help make the world a little less toxic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, like, for instance, the pine cleaner that I'm launching, pine has natural antimicrobial properties. It's not a disinfectant, what I'm what I'm selling, but it does have disinfectant properties, which is fantastic. But it's also, you know, if you keep disinfecting everything all the time, your immune system starts mm-hmm. to suffer from that. Yeah. Too. You're, you know, you're not getting germs. Every Almost everybody's working from home, like, you know, mm-hmm. like nobody's actually going out as much and exposing themselves to germs and if we're just you know living in a bubble and making sure that everything's disinfected all the time we ruin our immune systems Mm -hmm. and then that's how you get kids that you know are like the covid babies that are going to daycare and they're just sick all the time because it's their first time being exposed to yeah yeah it's funny you mentioned that i'm going through that with my kids my little my oldest is 17 and my little ones are four and six 
And this past winter, fall and winter, they were sick like every other week. And I would, I said to my doctor, I was like, this is a lot. Like, I, I, should I be concerned? And she said, this is the norm now. Unfortunately, wow. kids their age, she's like, I see my patients once a month for an ear infection. For uh, My daughter had two sinus infections in the fall, two. And she was like, they're unfortunately, they during that period in their lives where they were should have been exposed to, um, you know, germs, they were they were stuck in the house, and and so a lot of their immune systems are pretty weak. Wow. So uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating as a as a parent, especially when you have school age kids because they're missing yeah. school, and it's oh my goodness, it's it's a lot. Um, but I want to also talk about how you you touched on um, chemicals in like our soaps and our shampoos. It's not just cleaning products. It's mm-hmm. like, and unfortunately, I find that like when you're on a budget and you want to run to Walmart and you want to grab this shampoo real quick or you know this soap real quick because you know it's the cheapest one, usually those are the ones that are the worst for you. And I recently did that. My son has eczema, and uh, we went away for the weekend and forgot to bring his soap. So I just ran to the store, didn't think anything of it, grabbed him, uh, you know, a, a over-the-counter just body wash. And uh, the next day, he came out and he had rashes, horrible, like almost like burns under his arms. And I was like, oh, my God, son, I'm so sorry. This has to be. And I looked at the bottle and I wish I could pronounce or even remember what the ingredients were. But I was like, I am so sorry. Like I didn't, it didn't even think about it. Um, but he had these horrible, it was almost like a burn and he couldn't, he couldn't put his arms down. It was horrible. And so I only buy him like naturally made soaps with nothing additional in it. Um, so it's like really unfortunate when you, you guys start reading the labels of some of the stuff that we're putting on our body, forget about just cleaning with, and you, you know, we're actually like bathing in this stuff. Um, so bad. You're right. So toxic, right? It is. It's really bad. And I mean, there's natural remedies for things because I suffer from eczema and so does my son. Um, we do sometimes oatmeal baths. Mm. So just take a bath with some oats in it. For some reason that that works to calm it down. Um, oats are really a really good natural remedy for eczema. And you know, things like lotion and stuff. I used to be, you know, Bath and Body Works mm-hmm. because it smells good and, you know, it makes you smell good all day. But I realized that putting that stuff on my body makes my eczema so much worse. So I just basically use coconut oil for lotion. Yeah. I'll just a little tiny bit or like um, cocoa butter or some just one simple ingredient mm-hmm. or Sometimes I make like a little whipped body butter for, you know, a little, like a week long and I'll take it and I'll, I'll just use that. And it's, it ends up being cheaper than buying the, the natural product at the store or just buying the not good cheap product at the Mm -hmm. store either. Yeah. Yeah. I actually use that for a little bit. I need to do it again. I had coconut oil, um, like in a jar. Um, so, you know, like when it's not warm enough, it will kind of solidify a little bit but actually if you keep it in the shower and it reaches reaches a certain temperature it will start to melt a little and when my because i have eczema too when my eczema was really bad i would just in the shower just rub it all over my entire body it's weird because you're kind of like slimy oily um, <laughs> and you're oily but um it melts a little in the shower i mean it is weird and you're in it's slick you got to be careful because 
when you're going yeah. to get now. Disclaimer. But after, <laughs> after you're so moist, it was better than any, any lotion I've ever used to use out in the shower. Yeah. 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 I've used that oh. in my hair too, because I have super curly and frizzy hair. And I used to, t- used to, I should probably go back to it, take a little bit of coconut oil after my showers and just kind of like rub it. If you have thin or greasy hair, it won't work. But yeah. if you have like thick, coarse hair like me, um, it really like it would and it's so nice and shiny and soft and it was fabulous. And I don't know why I stopped. <laughs> I'm get some coconut oil tomorrow. <laughs> you ran out and you forgot to buy That's it. That's probably, yeah, you're right. It's probably it. Yeah. Man, you've really got me thinking about a lot of these things, like mm-hmm. about changing what I'm washing my clothes with and, and the doing the dishes. And yeah, I'm going to have to start making a list I now. think it's really interesting because, you know, when you start to have this awareness of the 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 types of chemicals that are in the products that you use, whether it's on your face, on your body, whether you use it to clean or cook. Um, I, I make the analogy of we want to start eating cleaner and, you know, you want to try and buy fresh vegetables and make everything fresh. And really what turns out happening is it's expensive, right? Mm-hmm. And then people just can't keep up with that because it really is expensive to shop the perimeter of the of the grocery store. And it's just much easier to buy the pre-made stuff and the box stuff with all the chemicals. Like, ha- is the cost, you know, you're talking about the, the new product that you're launching. Do you find that it's more cost-effective to, I guess, make your own, you know, cleaning supplies or, uh, you know, deodorant, I would say deodorant, uh, soap or lotions. Do you think it's more cost effective or could it be more cost effective if you knew what ingredients to use? Or would you agree that it really is just expensive to go that route? I think that sometimes it is um, more expensive. So for example, you brought up deodorant. Um, it, that I've made my own deodorant before and it, you have to use like arrowroot powder and, and baking soda. And um, there's a few obscure ingredients. And I found that it was way more expensive because I went to the store and I spent $40 on, you know, these, these ingredients that I, I don't have in my pantry. I yeah. don't have arrowroot powder in my pantry. And it ended up being more expensive, but something like coconut oil, like a jar like this is probably going to cost me at the most $8. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, even for their organic one, um, and that lasts me forever. Yeah. I, I really, if I'm using it in my bathroom for lotion or for like a little cut or scrape, or if I put it in my hair a little bit, or if I use it as a makeup remover, it's replacing so many products mm-hmm. that it makes it worth it. Right. But, but like, like things like deodorant, it, yeah, it's sometimes tough. if you, if you keep it going, maybe it, it might end up being cheaper, but some things also you have to value your time too mm-hmm. more, more than the the worth let's like you know i'd rather order something from a small business on etsy um you know somebody in in north carolina making natural soap from their goats in their backyard you know i'd rather order that than make my own mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because i value my time more than that yeah yeah wait real quick did you say you use coconut oil as a makeup remover yes it works really well as a makeup remover <laughs> yes. he's like i'm going <laughs> Yes, as as long as you um you might have to use another cleanser afterwards. After, yeah, because your, your face will be probably a little bit oily. 
Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, it is great for makeup remover. I use those like dis or those um like those cotton rounds, but mm-hmm. I have reusable ones that you can wash. Huh. Um, and then uh, I just put a little bit of coconut oil on that, rub it kind of so it gets you know like not solid, <laughs> and then. Yeah. And then you just use it like a makeup pad. And then I just have a little basket that I put my little reusable rounds in and then wash them with my laundry. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to the store tomorrow to get coconut oil. Cause I just no. spent like, <laughs> I spent like 12 bucks, if not more on makeup remover wipes and they get the makeup off. But after, cause I have very dry skin, my face is like hard. I'm just like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> just, then go on a lather lotion. Alex calls them uh, my snake oils that I put on my face at night. All the snake oils I use. Pretty. Yeah. I was going to say that I had a friend once um, teach me that, Putting the oils also, like when you take your makeup off, having the coconut oil sit on your eyelashes, like when you go to sleep, will actually stimulate growth and help them to grow. Are you talking about my short lashes? My well, short yeah, listen, lashes? that wasn't my words. You, the, you were the one who was complaining about your eyelashes. I was just giving you a, a solution there. They go straight down. <laughs> she calls them mama lashes <laughs> because they are <laughs> off topic. Off topic. Oh my anyway, God, sorry. Um, <laughs> I actually want to kind of switch gears a little bit, if that's okay with you, ladies. And I want to talk a little bit about the business aspect mm-hmm. of it. So you're 24, um, you have an eight-month-old. You're, 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 well, he wasn't eight months when you started the business, but you decide that you want to start this business. But how, how did you get the confidence to do that? The resources, like what? Talk us through that process for you about starting that business and maybe some of the challenges that you faced, you know, along the way while setting that up. Oh, definitely. Um, so I've, I've really, my goal is to be a stay at home mom at some point. I I am working from home full time. So I do have a nine to five Monday through Friday. And I, I just really have this goal of being a stay at home mom. Um, and being with my son all day. I mean, he is home with me all day, but you know, I want to be more attentive to him all day. Um, but really I, didn't really have the confidence to do it until I threw myself, I I accidentally threw myself into it. Like I said, I, I posted on my local Facebook mom group and asked if anybody would really be interested in it. You know, just thinking that maybe I could make 15, 20 bucks for, you know, a weekend lunch out or something like that. And, and it really just spiraled so quickly that I had to learn so fast and, and I had to learn so much. Like I, I was researching, I was like, all right, well, how do I start an LLC? Like, mm-hmm. is that even the right thing to do? But I did it anyways. And, you know, and, and I, I kind of just threw myself into it. And, um, I think I used this year, I took this, um, January off of social media to kind of, um, revamp everything. I start, I got my blog ready to launch. Um, and I worked on new products and everything like that. And I was really focusing on goals for this year for my business to kind of make it um, more intentional, I guess, because b- previously I-, I was just kind of like posting whenever and, you know, trying to juggle being a mom, being a worker full time and also having a small business and also being a wife and, you know, all this stuff I was juggling and 
I, I really sat down and I'm like, I need to be intentional about this. So I have my goals written out by quarter, you know, I'm trying, I opened a business bank account and, you know, all, all this, like all the technical stuff. And I launched my blog and I'm, I I have all the steps that I need to do for my products that I want to launch. And it really, it really was hard at first or, well, it's still hard. I mean, I don't think it ever really gets easier, but it is, it is really fun now. And I'm trying to find the, the joy in having my own business and hopefully one day making it so I can be a stay at home mom. That's really the motivating factor is, is that. And, um, I, think that that really, really helps me push forward, push through those days where I'm just like, wow, I have a couple orders to fill and I really don't feel like it. But I'm like, you know what? This is what I signed up for. <laughs> and, you know, this is this is what I need to do. So I, I've just I've just been having fun with it. You know, it's it's fun to meet new people too, to network and have be on podcasts and <laughs> yeah. Know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love that you mentioned that because I think that's something very scary that a lot of everyone deals with because I also have launched a small business um, and it's just like very overwhelming at first. Well, I need to do this. I need to do that. But you had mentioned it. You just kind of threw yourself into it. You kind of just have to get started. And, you know, through that process, you'll figure that out. And, you know, but you've done the hard work. And I'm just really glad that you mentioned that part of it. That's one of the reasons why we do the podcast is so many other podcasts, you know, the women already have the amazing, you know, six figure business and they already are in the best shape of their life. And one of the reasons we have this is to show people it's okay to struggle. It's okay to, the struggle is part of it. And, you know, just you sharing that makes it so much real for, for everyone. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I do have a question for you, for our listeners um, looking into starting their own small business and maybe they don't have the confidence yet and they're kind of going through what you were explaining. Do you have any advice for our listeners if they want to kind of get started with, with their business? Yeah, absolutely. I think that having people who are supportive, who are around you is the best thing ever. I, I mean, before I posted on Facebook, I called my dad and I was like, hi dad. Like, <laughs> I'm like, um, I have this product idea. Do you think that this would like, do you think that this would take off? I don't know. I'm just, maybe, maybe a couple people would be interested. And he's like, go for it. Shoot for the moon. Now he's like, you know, get a warehouse, like get all this machinery, hire people. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) He's so supportive. And so is my husband. And, you know, having people around you that, that are supportive is the best part of, of being a small business owner. Like, I mean, even if you don't have family around, maybe some friends or local Facebook groups, I'm telling you, uh, I'm part of like, I don't know, probably like 10 groups on Facebook, but there's, there's one in, in Greenville that's like specifically for moms who are in Greenville, who are small business owners. (laughs) And it's great because then you (laughs) on it and you can be like, Hey, I'm, I'm like thinking about starting this business. Does anybody have good advice for me? Does anybody know, like, maybe I shouldn't start an LLC. Maybe I should do this other thing and, and, you know, register my business this way. How do I do taxes? Like, you know, all that stuff. So I really think having a good support system is the best piece of advice that I could ever give anybody. 
Yes, I agree. Find your tribe. Find your tribe. And I've got to say, just doing this podcast with the two of them, like they're my biggest, you know, hoorahs and cheers and supporters. So definitely find your tribe. I love that you shared that. What are you laughing at, Courtney? Nothing. Just <laughs> our tribe. Oh. <laughs> it's really interesting, though, because it's a, it's a question that we've asked the ladies that we've interviewed so far, and I, I'll show you all my notes. And the the word that always pops up. when I'm taking down notes is support or find your community. And I think in this day and age, it's really wonderful that we have the internet that we can turn to. We have social media that we can look at and find people. Whereas, you know, ladies from before didn't have that and had to really struggle on their own. But I do, I'm finding a theme, support and community. It's just a comment I wanted to throw in there. I think that's really the key though, because Going it alone can be very overwhelming, and at times you can be you can feel very defeated. And even just the support of you know you being a mom and starting a business and working a, a nine to five job and being a wife, it's like how do you handle all those things? And when you talk to other people who are in the same situation as you and have the same you know challenges that they're going through in their life. I feel like you're not as alone anymore and you feel like, hey, if you can do it, I can do it. And you guys are there rooting for each other and pushing each other along and encouraging each other. So I love that you said that because that's another note that that I've taken again. I wrote down support and community. So, all right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think think that it's it's really great to have just a support system. And it's like, you know, when you have friends that are encouraging you and they're like, Oh, like when, when do you launch your, your product? Can I, can I buy something from you? And, you know, or can I share this on my social media? And, you know, it's even just like a like on your Facebook page, Mm -hmm. you know, from somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. It's, it's just, it's really encouraging. And I think that, um, People, like you said, the internet makes it so much easier now to to have a support system. I mean, I made friends with strange, complete strangers, and you know, network that way, and and it's been fantastic. I've made so many good friends. I love that. Yeah. I do. I love it. It's awesome. Um, question for you: What are, if you don't mind sharing with us, what are your goals for this next year? Because we're thinking about maybe having everyone come back in a year and just kind of seeing how you did with those. If you could share with us your goals. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I would like to launch at least, you know, four more products um, for sure. So after this launch for the cleaner, um, because I really want to be like kind of a one-stop shop for people Mm -hmm. um, to, to come to and you know, be able to get you know, cleaners or simmer pot kits, you know, or, or some, some other thing that they could replace easily in their life. Um, I also, I want to grow my following on Instagram and Facebook, obviously. Um, and hopefully by the end of the year, I am going to f- have a set in stone plan of, you know, how much income do I have to be making in order to, quit my job and take the leap and, you know, be, be a full-time, be a full-time mom. That would be fantastic. I I would really like to at least have like a written down plan Mm -hmm. for that of the year. Yeah. 
Awesome. Those are great goals. I love that. And when you do come up with those five products, I'm going to be <laughs> your customers right here. <laughs> You've got three new customers. Yes. <laughs> Actually, can't wait to try the simmer pots as soon as we're done here. Yeah. Go, I have them in my cart. Simmer kits. Simmer kits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have them in that. my cart. But if you said they're la- your your cleaners launching Monday. Yes, it'll be okay. Are you Monday? <laughs> I think I'll wait till Monday because I already have three simmer kits in my car. I'll wait for Monday to get the cleaner, and I'll be your next order. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, um, Diana, this has been so much fun. I have to tell you, I really learned a lot from you. I really enjoyed this conversation. You've given me a lot to think about. And you have inspired me to go go back to being green. I feel like uh, there was a point in my life where I was doing that and then I got probably a little lazy with it because sometimes it is easier, like you said, to just go to the store and grab the Lysol wipes or whatever. Um, but you've definitely given me a lot to think about and I think inspired me to go back to uh, trying to be a little more green and, and be a little more mindful, a lot more mindful of the products I'm using. So thank you for that. Um, and before we close out, do you want to let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you? Uh, you know, your, your Etsy shop or your Instagram handle, share that with everybody. Yeah, definitely. So Instagram and Facebook is the dot Hamilton household. And my Etsy is etsy.com slash shop slash the Hamilton household. And then, um, my blog is the Hamilton household.com. So that's pretty easy. Yeah. To love it. Love it. Thank you so much for, for, for joining us tonight. Everyone listening, go check out the Hamilton household. So excited to see what's to come for you. And um, yeah, Ma, do you want to close us out for the evening? Out. I, I do, but I actually just wanted to ask her one oh, more I'm question. <laughs> Was there anything that we didn't cover, Diana, that you would want our listeners to know? I really don't think so. This has been a fantastic in-depth interview and I'm so excited for you guys to just take off too. Like I, I'm just, I'm rooting for you guys. Aww, and thank you. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited to listen to all the, the um, season two podcasts. Yay. We're excited too. And I wanted to mention something too. You had mentioned this earlier. It's not about changing everything at once taking it slow step by step so you know i think i'll start with this cleaner that you've got and then the next i'll start you know one by one so i think go to get that coconut oil that's step one getting the coconut oil (laughs) step number one tomorrow but yes diana go ahead it really is important like i i mean i want to make sure that people don't see me on social media as the one who has it all together and yeah. you know the yeah. people that you scroll on and you're like oh my goodness she cloth diapers and she doesn't have any toxins in her home and she cooks from scratch every meal like i i don't want to be that person yeah. because i'm not that person yeah. you know i make mistakes but i pick myself back up and i just get on with it. Like, okay, so what that I used one Lysol wipe uh, to clean up some, you know, cat throw up on the floor. Like, <laughs> I don't really want my reusable cloths for that. Like, you know, <laughs> so I, I just, I want people to know that it's okay not to be perfect with it. And it can get very overwhelming. So one step at a time. And if you make some steps backwards, that's totally okay. You just jump back on board. Yes. Yeah. It's a mindset change. Being mindful of, of what you're doing doesn't mean that you'll do it perfectly, but at least mm-hmm. it's an awareness that you're raising and that's it's first step. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Well, now I'll step in and well, I'll say. Sorry. <laughs> I rushed. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's quite all right. Thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to be with us tonight. And thank you so much for our special guest, Diana, for joining us on this episode. Until the next time. Until the next time. Everyone. <laughs> having trouble with the closing, guys. Uh, we are the Wayward Lasses, reminding you to keep it real. Thanks again. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for stopping.